Well, hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. And I want to thank you, first of all, for being here and staying tuned with us and uh, getting the resources that you need for your child. And uh, if you're a parent or a caregiver, I appreciate you being so proactive and doing this, uh, taking your time out to learn. Uh, was my story as well, as, as you've heard. Uh, my son was once diagnosed with autism, and I was told to drug him and try behavior therapies and we would be managing symptoms and that would be it uh, basically good luck and I said no I'm going to look further and see what I can find and luckily now after 13 years of research my son is fully recovered and I always like to say the definition of recovery is to regain health and his body had a lot of toxins and his gut was weak and there was a lot of uh, other biological issues that I was able to help him with um, to make the basically the symptoms of autism went away. And so whatever the results are for your child, doing what you can and anything you can, any resources you can find that are beneficial and natural so that you're not just masking symptoms or putting anything harmful in the body is, is really, really important and can make more of a difference than you probably could even realize at sometimes in your, on your journey here, whether you're brand new to the diagnosis and the process or you've been doing it for a really long time. And I want to let you know that I have a brand new free online workshop that I've created to help give you really the, the entire sort of lowdown on what's going on and then give you some, some resources and information so you know more about what to do for your child. It's called Four Stages to Naturally Recover from the Symptoms of Autism. Stage one is healing the gut. Stage two is natural heavy metal detoxification. Stage three is clearing those co-infections, mold, lime, strep. You've heard me inter- do an, a couple interviews on those here. And then also stage four is brain support and repair. And registration for this free online workshop is open right now. So please go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just free workshop. And register for it right now. It's available to you to, again, help help you on your journey with your child to get the optimum results that you can. And um, today, again, we have one more special guest with us to cover another topic that is really important, was very, very effective for my own son when I was taking him through the recovery process. So today's topic is on natural allergy elimination. And if you've not heard of this before, it it was you know spectacular for what it did for my son. And we can be born with sensitivities to allergies, uh, but we also can have them acquired through things like when we develop leaky gut, through pathogens breaking holes in the lining of the intestines, and various things then that triggers the immune system to put out a response that that the a food which could even normally be a healthy food, but it's undigested, it's in the bloodstream, and the immune system sees it and puts out a reaction saying, hey, foreign agent, let's fight it. And then the next thing you know, your child or you have a an acquired allergy response, and that can be multiple responses, and we'll go into that in this interview here too, on what can happen. Um, and And this is now a way to be able to over time, as you're healing the gut and working with everything to clear out the, those, those uh, allergies from the system so that um, the body's not reacting to them anymore. Today, we have Stephanie Gibson with us, and I'm going to give you a, a brief bio, bio, biography on her. 
Stephanie is an honors graduate in holistic health, specializing in iridology, homeopathy, holistic nutrition, and natural allergy elimination. She is certified as a Reiki 2 practitioner, a registered yoga teacher, and a writer of all things integrative health. She originally got into holistic health from personal needs after a diagnosis of a rare autoimmune disease, and she now reminds people of their innate self-healing abilities when their body is in balance. She offers services online in Southwest Oregon and on on the Central Coast of California through wellnessbymothernature.com. And as usual, I have created a uh, show page for you with the show notes and today's episode, all of those links and information uh, that we discuss in this show will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 26, just the numbers two, six. This is show number 26 and um, you'll be able again to get the show notes and Stephanie's link will be there as well as uh, any other links that we may bring up in this episode. So without further ado, thank you, uh, Stephanie, for being here with us today. I greatly appreciate you giving us your time and your expertise. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Karen. So why don't we begin uh, at the very beginning. Uh, We have listeners who have likely never heard of natural allergy elimination. So can you just give me a little bit of background on uh, on what natural allergy elimination is, and then we'll you know move forward in the show with uh, discussing you know what what the method is, but how it works as well. So um, maybe just give a, a little mm-hmm. bit of initial background. Absolutely. So natural allergy elimination is actually a third generation technique based on the work of four different doctors. And I was actually trained by the nurse practitioner who worked with one of these doctors in the creation and kind of modification of this specific protocol. It is kind of similar to um, an older protocol called NAET, but this one being natural allergy elimination, it has a little, a little bit different uh, methods. So we use homeopathy, acupressure, and applied kinesiology to evaluate and treat the body's response to specific allergens. So we have a lot of these homeopathic vials and then through muscle testing, which is, um, there's various techniques, but kind of arm out to the side if you're not experienced with it or arm forward and with the pressure of like one finger, maybe two finger pressure down towards your wrist, we're pressing down as we test these different vials and then we determine a list of what the person might be sensitive to, and then we literally reprogram the immune system to stop misbehaving or miscommunicating like a bad game of telephone to whatever substance is. So it's much like reboot, rebooting your own computer hard drive, essentially. So uh, how would... Um how would you go about finding out what allergies somebody has? Absolutely. So sometimes people kind of have an idea, and so they could literally bring a substance. Maybe it's a favorite lotion or a cream they used to treat a symptom like eczema or something like that, and they could literally bring that substance and I could have them hold it and then muscle test them and we would arrive at whether or not that's an allergen. A lot of people don't know, though, that they are allergic to things, and I know we'll talk about it a little more later, but there are also sensitivities versus allergies. So 
And then there's also the scale of 1 to 10, where people might have lots of little ones, and they don't know. They've got carrots as a 1. They've got the linen from their beds as a 1. And it's not adding up to enough of a symptom. So we have these homeopathic vials of lots of different allergens, of hundreds of different potential food-based, environmental, food additives, things like pollens, plastics. Uh, you think of it, you, you know, it's probably in there. And then we expose them to it either by holding it or through this thing we call the honeycomb. Holds a bunch of them so that we don't have to have people holding them one at a time. And then we muscle test, and with the muscle testing, people will become weak with the exposure of whatever they are allergic to, and that then we create that list. You know, a lot of people also might even think they're allergic to certain things. They bring it, I test them, they're not, and then we have the discussion about sensitivities more so. Right. That that's what's so impressive is able to determine not only what you're allergic to or sensitive to, but the uh, the level of it, and to be able to eliminate um, and find out what those things are. So we need to take a short break, but when we come back, we will uh, we'll get right back into this and um, we'll go into this uh, a lot further for you. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. We are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. Thank you for being here. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and you are listening to, again, Naturally Recovering Autism, and we're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media. Today, we're talking about natural allergy elimination, and uh, we we were just getting into the differences between, uh, I think we should talk about the differences between a sensitivity versus a, an actual allergy, because there are some differences. And I know as parents, we do, we sometimes look into uh, look at our child and we think, well, if they're you know not getting maybe a skin rash or sneezing or have runny eyes or red eyes, we we you know most of us know that those are commonly common symptom re- symptoms and reactions of allergies, but there can also be a lot more symptoms, including behavioral. And so um, so so. Stephanie, would you kind of give us a little background on the, the differences between the sensitivity versus the allergy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the food allergy and sensitivity is just a different body response. And the body response, the body only communicates in pretty basic ways. Um, you know, you could have a, a, a sign that looks like eczema, and it could also just have been exposure from poison oak, but it's going to look a, lo- a lot a lot the same. So when you have a food allergy, your immune system is actually causing that reaction. And I I always relate it to like an FBI photo and the body's kind of looking around these little uh, B cells, T cells, memory B cells. They're looking around for this image and they are getting involved every time they are exposed to that again. Whereas a food sensitivity or an intolerance is more of something triggered by just the digestive system or because it's a topical irritant, Um, for example, uh, you know, just a dermatitis type of a reaction. And more than 60% or, or more Americans, like 90 million people are suffering from food or environmental allergens. But you're right, like you said, we're waiting for itching, we're waiting for hives, swelling, abdominal cramps, breathing issues, where research is actually showing that there's more of a delayed sensitivity, can taking as much as 72 hours, which makes it really difficult to know the offending substance, but also 
if say, for example, like I was mentioning before the break, that there's a scale of 1 to 10 where people don't really start to show a reaction to an allergen, like a, a physical reaction, to, until they're about at a 6, so on a scale of 1 to 10. So if the cat is a 2, you have a sensitivity on a scale to 2. And then a carrot is a two, well, two plus two is four. So that day, you're not maybe thriving, but you're not really feeling so bad to notice that you're allergic to either one of them. But then another day, and especially within a short period of time, because things do accumulate, and the body can handle certain things, but it takes a lot longer. So maybe a couple of days later at most, you, you've eaten the carrot, you've pet the cat, and then you throw in a windy day with lots of pollen. Now you're over a six, you're feeling bad, but you're totally certain it's not the cat because you pet the cat yesterday and you were fine, you know. But it's adding up and then the body starts to respond after a while, which is why most people don't even know that they have all these little random exposures. Gasoline, pumping your gas, um, you know, the the material that you're you're using on your bed, you know, and then every morning you wake up, you're not feeling so good, but by the end of the day, you're doing pretty well um, because you're not recognizing the bioaccumulative nature of these different toxins. So what would you suggest to? for people uh, who aren't recognizing these uh, as well? Like I, I had a friend and her mm-hmm. daughter ended up being allergic to plastics. Well, her daughter was drinking water out of a plastic bottle. So that was affecting her. I know mm-hmm. with my own son, it was interesting that he had, um, at, uh, way back when, uh, had uh, was not assimilating the very high quality omega-3 fatty acids that I was giving him, but the uh, mm-hmm. practitioner that we saw was able to balance his system out so that he was able to assimilate those. And they're very, very important for children with mm-hmm. autism and for the brain. And so um, after that, I did notice a change in his behavior. And so, you know, it, those, those types of things, like letting your body come back to balance and assimilate so the immune system can also do it to do the job it really needs to do is fight off real foreign mm-hmm. agents and and uh, keep us you know strong on our, our uh, flus and colds etc um, and also desensitizing to animals that's great too because you don't want to have to get rid of your cat or your dog necessarily if you have one already mm-hmm. and um and you can actually take a piece of fur, and I remember swiping the uh, the inside of of our animals' mouths and taking right. it in, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> being able to desensitize to our specific animals. So um, that was great too. Yeah. <laughs> and so how? Yeah, would you think- and that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would, like you said, too, with your specific animal, because I've actually had people where we have a generic, it's the protein molecules that most time the immune system is is triggered by. So we have, uh, you know, the vials that I test with, they're all a generic protein molecule of random pet saliva. But I've had where people are sensitive to one of their cats and, and not to the rest of them. So that's the importance. And oh, some of the funniest stories have come from trying to put a Q-tip in a cat's mouth. And, um, you know, but we need those differences. We need all of them, you know, because you might only be allergic to, to one of your cats. So that's a great question. And, and that's where, you know, that's where that conversation starts 
usually the way it starts is, oh, I don't have allergies, you know, like I would know, you know, because I would, there's a reaction. And that's the thing is, is all it takes is to come and do the test. We, we would not treat it. The test takes about an hour where we to go through all of these different vials. It can take definitely longer if you bring your own things, you know, lotions or um, shampoo, cleaning or cleaning products is a big one. Like you said, plastics. So I even, I've gotten in the habit of telling people because after your treatment, which we'll go into how the treatment works, but afterwards you can only drink water for the following three hours. And I remind people to bring it in glass or stainless steel because a lot of people bring in their plastic water bottle and I'll be like, well, you're not going to be able to drink that because you're allergic, you know, you're sensitive to plastic, for example. So we create that list and then, you know, you'll you'll be able to tell. And then like you mentioned too is, is sometimes because I have vials that include different foundations of the body like omega fatty acids, um, um, LDL, HDL, cholesterol, B vitamins, and, in, and when somebody, when that registers with somebody, it's not to say that they are allergic to their cholesterol. Cholesterol is super good for you. It's very, very important for it to be in your body. It's not that they're allergic to it, but it's, I, I always liken it to a game of telephone. And if an, an allergy really works similarly, and, uh, you know, I can go into that a little bit as far as kind of how the miscommunication happens. Okay, that sounds great, and it's a perfect way for us. We're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will talk about how that miscommunication happens, how you can determine these things, and we will definitely get into showing you or or explaining a little bit better how this all works because there is no poking or prodding, no blood test needed. It's super gentle, and that's the best thing because we don't want to have anything that's traumatic. We want the gentlest, uh, most effective things that we can do for our kids. So stay with us. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism and we will be right back. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio, and today we are talking about natural allergy elimination, and we're going to get into now the method behind how natural allergy elimination actually works, how you determine it, Um, and that uh, uh, we have Stephanie Gibson with us here today, who is a practitioner of natural allergy elimination, and she's going to help explain how this method works, because there is, it's a, a little bit different than maybe you're used to, um, you know, kinesiology is used, et cetera. And there were, there as right before the break, we were talking about how there, there are three different types, and I have listed these on the page for you for the show notes at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 26. But um, it, it, was, it started out with uh, NAET, which is a, a, a form that, Uh, of natural allergy elimination, but you could only desensitize to one thing at a time. And then you had to wait 24 hours afterwards to, uh, to have that, um, that actually eliminated from your system or that sensitization, desensitization to work. And then, um, Dr. Ellen Cutler has also developed a method and she, you can, she can, she uses a computer to use more of it, uh, more of these, um, uh, method to find out what's going on and then it can desensitize to more. And then what we're talking about a little bit more here today with, with Stephanie's background is what's called SRT or sensitive sensitivity reduction technique. And this one is great because you only have three hours you have to wait after you've been, you've been treated to be able to, um, 
you have contact with that product because you really want to allow a, a little bit of time for your body to uh, to adjust. So uh, and really understand that that um, reaction needs to be redirected and and is no longer no longer needed to be there the the allergic reaction. So um, I've kind of just wanted to give you a little bit of background on how this developed. But Stephanie, can you develop? I mean, explain more the actual method behind it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, essentially, we've we've taken our list of allergens, either from things that people brought in, supplements that they are taking, uh, you know, lotions, foods, random samples of of pet uh, saliva and pet hair from all sorts of pets. It's uh, interesting to hear the people's stories, and then. Then we have all of the vials that I have, and we have done muscle testing to be able to arrive at our list. And then according to kind of the severity or whether or not it's affecting more of the the foundations, the immune system, or things like what you had mentioned, the fats or the or vitamins or micronutrients inside the body. And we look at this bad game of telephone that has been happening where there is either miscommunication on an allergy level or just really not knowing how to use the fats or not properly using the B vitamins or the zinc or whatever has come up on our list through muscle testing. And then we we use different mudras for anatomy, physiology, brain, and circulation. And then we test different body organs, kind of not because those body organs are like weak or not working, but they're almost like the pathway that we are going to do our treatment through using then Chinese medical vials, which are also homeopathic versions of them. And then certain acupressure points that we press along the body while the person holds on to these treatment vials and the allergen vials. And we're treating of similar types. So for example, we can't really treat the food allergies with say the environmental pollens. We try to add as many as we possibly can and we ask the body each time, is this something we can treat together or do we need to separate them in the body? The body tells us. We can go into a little more detail after a little on energy medicine and how it's giving us feedback. But um, we then find out how many we can treat for, which tr- which organs we're going to treat through, which uh, Chinese medical vials we're going to use. Then the person sits basically with these vials for 15 minutes. After we've done little acupressure, we've got this little trigger, this little clicker. Um, with little with infants, you can even just use the finger and and just acupressure. And they're the same points as as acupuncture, but we're just pressing on it. It doesn't hurt. Nobody's taking any of these medicines internally, these homeopathic vials. And then essentially the person lays with this for 15 minutes, and that's like, I I, I liken it to a dam. So when you're a beaver and a dam, when you're pressing on these little acupressure points, which might be the large intestine, the small intestine, the stomach region, all throughout, there's a couple on the hands and then um, up on the arm and then a couple on the legs, for example. It's like where a beaver has created a dam. There still is the flow of water, but we're just going to press on it a little bit and we're going to get the flow moving while it has everything in it to balance. They're called balancing vials, actually. Um, And then the body receives that like a new rebooting of their hard drive. And then we ask the person not 
to expose themselves to said allergies that we treated for. So if it happens to be food, that's great because you can't eat anyways for the next three hours. But let's say that it was environmental or gasoline. Well, I tell people to pump their gas before they get there because they're not going to be able to pump the gas or expose themselves to gasoline within that next three hours or whatever it is that we're treating them for. Uh, all they can do is drink water. And then literally three minutes, of, you know, right after that three-hour period, you could, and someone did, rub their face into a cat and nothing happened. And um, and they called and apologized <laughs> to my colleague, my mentor, because they were certain this was a bunch of hocus pocus and it wasn't going to work. And three hours and a second later, face was in cats and no, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people in their testing. Funny. Well, there's some really great. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They tested, and I mean, even myself. You know, when I got originally tested by you know the mentor who trained me in this, she's a nurse practitioner, and she taught me this before she retired, and uh, I didn't have any reactions to most of what I was allergic to. And like I mentioned, I have a very rare autoimmune disease. But there actually is a vaccine that I showed sensitivity to, the MMR vaccine, that I did not, at the age of receiving the vaccine, show anything to. And that's something I'd like to talk about if we have time, is, is actually gut permeability, environmental triggers, and autoimmunity, and, and how this allergy elimination can save you from so much down the road. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and everything that you just mentioned is just extremely important for children with autism. All of those are triggers that create many of the symptoms of autism. So let's get into that when we come back. We're going to take a short break right now. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. We are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio. Stay with Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism, and we are talking today about natural allergy elimination. We have Stephanie Gibson here with us, who is a practitioner who is uh, experienced in, in this natural allergy elimination. And before the break, we just talked a little bit, and I know that probably, it, moms, your, your ears were perking up there. We talked a little bit about how vaccinations can be, um, how the sensitivities or required sensitivities to a vaccination that may have developed uh, can be found in natural allergy elimination um, in a in a session with them. And that actually happened for my own son. Stephanie mentioned the MMR vaccination, her body having a reaction to it that she had been totally unaware of. And mm -hmm. I took my son in. And when we first saw a natural allergy elimination practitioner, he was uh, 10 years old and Prior to that, his last MMR vaccination was when he was, I'm guessing, one. Uh, and he, she found, the practitioner found that his body was having an ongoing reaction to the measles virus. And um, he had never had the measles. He got it from the vaccination. And so she was able to desensitize his system because his immune system was constantly fighting this. And we know that children with autism have autoimmune issues. It's actually sometimes said to be autism being an autoimmune Ill issue, illness. And so, of course, prevention is better than treatment. So we can go in and find out if there is a sensitivity in the body from any prior vaccinations, but also 
possibly being able to detect and eliminate anything that happened for the future. So, um, Stephanie, can you talk a little bit about, you know, all of these environmental triggers? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because really you, you, there's a few ingredients in the pot to be able to create autoimmunity, and that's going to be your genetic makeup and the permeability and slow if it's like food or ingested related then it's gut permeability if it's topical you know our skin should be this semi permeable membrane that keeps things out um and uh, but allows certain things in but only in small enough mar- molecules but ha- even the lotions you're putting on your skin are going right to your blood so this is permeability these and and then and then your genetics and then there is always so you can have poor genetics. You can have gut permeability, which doesn't always start out immediately, but um, <clears throat> pardon me. But then you have to have an environmental trigger. That environmental trigger could be gluten, which is the whole thing on the gluten. It could be vaccines uh, from an early age. It could be, uh, you know, poison oak. It could even be things like surgeries where the immune system is going to go under a bit. It's going to be triggered. It's an environmental outside one's self-trigger. These are the ingredients that can lead to autoimmunity. So the more that we can avoid environmental triggers, because one plus one does not always equal two in the body. So you've, you've got one situation without adding this part in, or maybe it took several before it finally arrived at autoimmunity. So for me, you know, apparently, because again, I had no symptoms of it when I was younger. I had no, um, no real signs of, of lack of thriving. I, I didn't get, you know, I wasn't ill. I wasn't exposed to auto, um, to, um, oh, what are they called? This left my voice. Uh, antibiotics and things like that. Um, but around 15 years old, my eyes did change color. That's usually an indicator of an onset of disease. And then autoimmunity ended up showing again after another vaccine that I had in my early 20s. So, it, I am a definite example of all of multiple layers autoimmunity of uh, excuse me environmental triggers with my genetics and with this permeable gut where your gut should be like a cheesecloth folded over ten times. You take that cheesecloth, you pour soup over that cheesecloth. You should only get like a trickle of the broth, but it should hold all those veggies, all those veggies back. Whereas our gut is more like, uh, you know, from, from medications, antibiotics, stress, all sorts of circumstances leading to gut permeability. It's like three-ply cheesecloth, and you can stick your finger right through. Now, imagine all of these foods of that broth that you just poured over the top. Now, a whole carrot's going through, creating an insensitivity and immune response, and it's, it's triggering, you know, all of these different scenarios. So when you get a lot, I always say to those people who don't attribute um, disease or auto or states of dis-ease, I like to point out. You don't need to be diagnosed. It's just not feeling well. You are not in a state of ease. Um, they don't often attribute it to a trigger like vaccine, you know, or, or something like that. But it is one of the factors, and which is also reason why, you know, food poisoning, everybody ate the same thing and only one person in the house is getting the food poisoning <laughs> um, because of their, their permeability, their guts. We're, we're all just far too unique in our personal situations, hence the trigger for some and, and not for others. But, but we may as well be avoiding these triggers as well as I love working with children and energy medicine because they are 
they're, they're such smaller onions because energy medicine is a lot like an onion and all of those layers. Well, we can get right into the middle and start to purify the rest of it with energy medicine, but kids let, you know, their layers of onions are not as big as ours, you know, with all of our lifetime of influence and, and, and trauma and things like that. So um, by starting to reprogram that, then you don't have where, you know, maybe it's only five years after the MMR vaccine or it's five years after they got early exposure to dairy or something where, you know, the World Health Organization says dairy exposure within the first year can trigger diabetes reactions. So let's address that early on so that it takes away that environmental trigger that, you know, potentially doesn't lead to autoimmunity later on in life, like childhood eczema, adulthood asthma. Right, and there are a lot of uh, the co-infections. It's interesting you mentioned is that the um, you know the the gut permeability because leaky gut is huge with children with autism, and um, it's so important that we have that we heal up the gut um, first. It's one of the first things we do as we're detoxifying, and to help us detoxify and um, and why maybe you know one set of parents has two children. Uh, and one child has autism and the other does not, the certain triggers and sensitivities that came in because it's biology and, and the nature of biology is that we're all very unique. So we don't all necessarily have the same specific uh, issues going on, even the same two children from the same two parents. So we need to take a short break mm-hmm. here. And when we come back, we can dive further into this. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay tuned. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media and TuneIn Radio, and we are talking about natural allergy elimination today, and we have Stephanie Gibson with us, and we've been talking about how the method of natural allergy elimination works and how our body gets triggered from uh, various uh, environmental triggers, gut permeability versus genetics, et cetera. And it's important to know that um, you can see the sensitivity, as we mentioned earlier, about just by touching a glass vial while being tested in the practitioner's room, your body will pick up that sensitivity. So imagine if you're touching it, drinking it, putting it into your body, inhaling it, um, how much of a re- more of a reaction your system can have. And there that science does recognize this type of energy. And there also have been some, uh, there was a five-year study showing the success rate five years after a group of people, various people, different people, had been uh, gone through this natural allergy elimination and um, and their success rate after that. But I'm going to let Stephanie share that with you. So Stephanie, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the science behind uh, energy and then about mm-hmm. this five-year study too? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, energy medicine includes things like Reiki, homeopathy, um, energy healing, acupressure, but also even physical things like reflexology and massage. And the reason, even though that's not considered energy healing all by itself, because usually it's hands off when it's energy or something of a, a lack of physical substance, uh, therefore not seeing energy type stuff. But if you get a massage from somebody with bad energy, guess what? You, mm-hmm. you, you feel that as well as you do the positive energy. So science actually can recognize our energy center to about six feet away from our body. But, and, and even things like our, our energy centers, which um, in yoga philosophy is called the chakras, 
the heart center can actually be recognized four to six feet by science that there's something we emit out of this center area of spinning uh, energy uh, and, and that makes a lot of sense. That one's usually pretty big. It's our love center. We usually give that or we hold it in. But when somebody walks in a room, you know, from across the room, way more than your six feet and their six feet, so 12 feet between each other, you can pick up on their energy. And, you know, that is the, the way submarines work, homeopathy and submarines, going through the salt water of the sea, the salty blood. It all communicates very similarly through frequency. And if that person is in a super bad mood, you can immediately pick up on it. Also, when, you know, you're eating, eating is a very uh, grounding time. So if somebody walks by you and they've got really vibrant, stirring energy, sometimes it can want to make your food come right back up. Um, and you don't know. You can't attribute it. You know, this is energy, energy entering into your energy field. But most of us are not sensitive or quiet enough, you know, to feel this just like you can't see the radio waves as you can hear the music. So we have uh, ways to test with the muscle testing because when an allergen comes into the immune, re- immune response, it's, the immune system is thinking it's something that's causing harm to you even though it's a carrot. And so when it is held by you, like you said, um, you, you drink something, you hold it, you eat it, or it gets into your energy field, it can lower your strength of holding your arm up while I'm pushing it down with my one to two finger um, strength. And, and when you're strong, you can resist. It's not like I'm pushing very hard at all. But if it's a 10, if it's an anaphylactic type allergy or if it's a real bad one, your arm is going to drop. You're going to turn your head very quickly in shock that you lost your strength and you're going to ask to try again. <laughs> Wait, do it again, you know, and your arm goes back out to the side and you lose the strength all over again. So it, it's kind of fascinating that this is the way it works because energy medicine is so invisible, um, but it, there are ways to measure it. And even in the five-year clinical study, 86 percent of people were still 100 percent allergy free five years from their initial treatment and 98 percent of the time the first treatment holds so that's only like the random you know two percent you know what medications can can work uh, with only a two percent time that they don't work and and that first treatment that it doesn't hold could be random uh, reasons of like early exposure uh, to whatever it is that you were treating for or, uh, you know, you go and you eat a little too soon, something like that. And then in the same study, 92% of patients reported significant improvement. Yeah, and that's a pretty phenomenal so it's, it's level of percentage. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I watch differences in, in my own kids and myself. And I think the, um, the interesting thing, too, I like to, I, I teach uh, muscle testing in, in my online program as well with multiple different ways to do it. But uh, I have a, a, a video that I'll link to with one way. It's naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash muscle dash testing. And um, at least it gives you an idea if, if you're listening and you're unfamiliar with muscle testing, what we're talking about. But um, the name test is interesting. If you say,
say, if I say my name is Karen and I test myself and I, it's strong. And if I say my name is Bob <laughs> and I test myself, then I'm mm-hmm. weak. I cannot hold that strength. And it's funny because you, yeah. you muscle test, you know, maybe a big guy or something. And he's like, well, wait, I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> and, uh, yes. you know, and then it's like the, <laughs> it's the body's, yeah, body's going to tell you yeah. the truth. So it's, a, it's really interesting. It's, it's interesting sometimes the first time somebody sees muscle testing happen that they, um, you know, to watch them, like, how can that be? <laughs> but it really is effective. Mm-hmm. I, I've been yeah. doing it for decades. And um, it's great to know if right. if you're sensitive to a food. It's it's great to know um, even before you eat it. It's great to know uh, what dosages of anything to give yourself or your child because yes. especially with autism, mm-hmm. you cannot give the dosage on a bottle. Um, they're way too high. Mm-hmm. You've got to start super slow. So yeah. Um, yeah, those are really really important. That's a good point and, too on the medicines, uh, Karen, that you were just saying because sometimes people take things way longer than they needed to take it, you know, like, well, it's helping me. Well, it did help you. You're now done. You know, you don't need it anymore. We can test for that too. Right. And if your body is in a process of healing and recovery, that you might need something for, again, that little, that short time in that recovery process, but you do get to a point where, and that's a lot of the times what we kind of hope for, you get to the point where, well, our body doesn't need that anymore, like glutathione. Oh, my body is making glutathione mm-hmm. enough on its own um, now that I don't need to supplement yeah. with additional. So um, th- we're going to mm-hmm. take a short break, and you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay with us. We will be right Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. Today we've been talking about natural allergy elimination, and uh, we wanted to, to maybe give a little bit of, um, you know, also a, a protective mechanism. We um, we talk about where you can shield yourself from other people's negative energies because we do pick up on them as well. And um, Stephanie, would you, you, you were wanting to comment mm-hmm. something about uh, maybe uh, Donna yeah. Eden? Right. You know, so in, in her school of thought, she has a, a phrase that she said about zipping people back up because, you know, you walk, you're walking by people all day long and, and we just naturally maybe started at their eyes and we look them down. And if it's at all with any opinion that might not be of positivity, like look at the outfits or something, you know, that energy gets picked up on them, whether they realize it or not, it at least unzips their energy. So be conscious about zipping people back up. Look them back from the ground up and bring up their energy again. If you find yourself with a negative thought about yourself as you look down in the mirror, zip it back up and be like, you know, give it back the positive energy because we genuinely pick up on energy. With this energy field that we can't see is real just like the carrot is affecting your immune system, the opinions of yourself and others are bringing your energy down, and you could literally kind of bring it all back into your own little circle, protect yourself. There are many different, depending on your faith, uh, you know, bring it back to you and, and protect that. Not become invisible, but just kind of hold in your own energy and just zip people back up. <laughs> right. Look them back yeah, up that's... with positivity. And Stephanie, where can, uh, we'll link to it again in the show notes, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 26. But Stephanie, can you uh, give your resources where people might be able to learn more about you? Absolutely. So uh, Wellness by Mother Nature is my business, my practice, wellnessbymothernature.com. And more information about me at stephaniegibsononline.com. 
Great. And thank you so much for being here today and, and sharing your expertise with us. I, I really do appreciate it. And, uh, and, uh, there are some some uh, links on the show notes that I'm giving you as to how to find a natural practitioner. Again, there are three different um, backgrounds, uh, methods to this. They, they all do basically the same thing. They just vary uh, slightly. Um, and Stephanie is, like she had mentioned, up in Oregon. And so if you're at distance, um, you may need to find uh, somebody else. I have found, Stephanie, and if maybe you have a better resource of the sensitivity reduction technique uh, practitioners, um, other than going to Dr. Tenpenny's um, uh, Institute in Ohio, uh, do you know of uh, an additional resource for that mm-hmm. in particular? Her website does link various practitioners, but there are less than a dozen of us in that specific protocol. I also see people on the central coast of California, and I've had people travel several states just to come because if it can eliminate. But, yeah, her website does. And then if not, NAET would be my recommendation because it it does work. It just might take a little more time and money, but it works. Right. Right. That's how we first started out before I, I knew about uh, mm-hmm. the other um, the other options. But uh, and I will link to those. And I have uh, mm-hmm. interviewed um, Paula Vetter was uh, is Stephanie's mentor that she mentioned earlier. And I've mm-hmm. linked to that. I did a podcast video interview with Paula. So I will link to that in the show notes as well. And um, and to uh, how to find a, a neat practitioner or for Dr. Ellen Cutler's methods as well, because um, it's important. And like uh, Stephanie just mentioned, if if you need to travel for uh, certain, you know, uh, therapies uh, or um, or things like this, like natural aller- allergy elimination, it is definitely worth it. I do like to do a little bit of gut healing and detoxification work first, uh, just because, you know, if we are going to clear out some of the toxins that are being developed by a leaky gut issue, we don't want to be able to recreate mm-hmm. that too easily if there's still holes in the gut. So would you agree with that, Stephanie? Absolutely, and sometimes your body can actually handle its own allergies, or sometimes we only get time enough for one treatment when the average person seems to need uh, two to five, and now we've taken away so many threats, and the immune system could potentially handle some of those on its own Right, with a non-permeable gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Some people uh, need maybe just one session, and some might need somewhere mm-hmm. up to between two and five. So, um, again, all of the mm-hmm. – I will link to everything in the show notes, naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 26, just the numbers 26. And do remember that my free workshop on the four stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism, the registration is open now. So please uh, feel free to go register for that right now at naturally naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just free workshop. And that's available to get uh, to you to get more information so you can help your children to get their optimum results and the optimum health and, uh, and the most fulfilling life that they deserve. And thank you again so much, Stephanie, for being here with us today and your expertise. We greatly appreciate your time. And um, thank you thank for, you. Uh, for others for listening in as well. And um, we look forward to seeing you 